TP4. And welcome, welcome, welcome to a special Thursday recording, Friday posting. Just gives you the chills. TV4 Sports Show. We are back, baby, uh, for another week of bringing you just what the hell we feel is important and uh, what is our opinion in sports and entertainment. Um, So, as always, I'm only one-third of this magnificent trio at the TV4 Sports Show. Um, And now always in front of me, on the ones and twos, Radio John Decker. John it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? This dude's trying to redline already. Good Lord. <laughs> I am not trying to redline, my guy. Uh, yeah, but you know who is trying to redline who just did before the show? That would be uh, icing, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. And, of course, to my right, Nicholas Gemstones, a.k.a. Nick Valentino, a.k.a. Nicky V, a.k.a. Nicky Jobs. I need a nickname, guys. This guy's got like eight of them. Nicky nicknames. I'm gonna come up with a new one every week. I don't know. Nicky nicknames. Oh, here we go again. Nicky Nick. Nicky Nicks. <laughs> anyway, hey, how, how we doing, boys? Uh, yeah, here, trust me. Mean, how we doing, boys? I mean, we got Poppy Pelly, Professor yeah. Pelly. However you want to look at got, it. Yeah. Jeez, man. Don't take me back to my old days. Uh, but we got a lot to jump into today, guys. So, like, like, uh, like the Colorado Avalanche just jumped in on, uh, you know, head first. Against the Lightning, um, the Stanley Cup playoffs are uh, about to come to an end here after this round because the Stanley Cup Finals are officially on and going. They are on and going, and of course you have the back-to-back defending the reigning defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who were not favored to win this series at all, especially after losing Game One last night to the home team of the Colorado Avalanche. Four to three in overtime, and um, if I told you Avalanche won, if I told you the Avalanche won four to three in overtime without telling you anything else that happened during the during the fucking game, what would you have thought, Johnny? It was just a hell of a game. Yeah, a lot of a lot a lot of momentum going Colorado's way, which they do. Yeah. But I don't think as much, Gems. What about you? If I told you four to three, four to three OT Colorado in Colorado game one, what would you think? I mean, it, it's all it. It feels like the Lightning got them to play their game still, even though they lost. They they still were able to, in a way, contain that that fast paced offense, and they scored the two goals fairly early, and they they really shut him out the rest of regulation after that. Yeah. Johnny, what were you telling me all of first period? What, just to relax? Yeah. Chill yeah. out? Well, shut the hell up, Pelly. Shut the hell up, Yeah, Pelly. yeah. All that jazz. Because um, <laughs> I needed to. I was on edge from walk-in to walk-out of where we were last night. Uh, but the Avalanche won 4-3 in OT against um, the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions. And... First period, it was 3-1. Colorado came out guns blazing, four-checking, doing everything right, getting Tampa to turn the puck over. You cannot play a better game than what the Colorado were playing in that first half of the first period. Um, scoring first, second, and then 
saying, oh, wait a minute. Lightning. Lightning goal! And then we get a penalty. And then we get another penalty. Right after getting a penalty. Which means what, Johnny? It is now five on three, my guy. For like a whole two minutes, basically. Like minute one minute. So that's eons in a Stanley Cup final game, let alone the first one. But, and what happens when you give some, a really good team like that's in the Stanley Cup? What happens when you give them an extended, long five on three? Well, yeah, you know, eventually, especially a team like the Colorado Avalanche, they're going to capitalize on it. But I feel like we didn't capitalize on it either by trying to get the puck out of the zone. Absolutely agree, but we couldn't because we were doing what the Lightning do best, and that's block shots. However, the blocks were not going our way. Five on three, not a lot of Lightning players on the ice to have that happen. So we need to stop from Vassy. But the thing is, we were blocking all the shots. Vassy sta- saved a lot of goal, a lot of shots that could have been goals in that first period. It could have been a lot worse than three one. However, um, if it wasn't for Andre Vasilevsky, it could have been really, really, really I think, bad. I think we can both attest that Colorado's first goal was probably just BS. Yeah, and then the Nick Paul goal from the Lightning that was a, that was a little sauce move. That was nice. That was saucy. It was it was definitely saucy. Uh, but um, Colorado Avalanche they took advantage of the turnovers um, in the first period. Second period was a different story though. Uh, second period, the Lightning uh, definitely you can say. Woke the hell up. Their alarm clock went off. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Gems, what did you see in the second period there? I mean, the the Kucherov Palat goal was a thing of beauty. That was, oh. that was amazing. I, I actually watched that, that clip on Twitter right as it happened, like, you know, a minute later. I, I rewatched it like 10 times to see exactly. What happened? Because it happened so quick, I couldn't tell. Yeah, and and Kemper did come out, uh, the goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche, did come out and say, I knew he was passing the whole entire time backside. I just couldn't stop it. And, then I mean, that's the goal he's saying that. Uh, so that that has to speak volumes in itself. Johnny, what did you see in the second period that changed for the Lightning? I just feel like they were starting to play more of their game, you know. They, they've played a lot of hockey, and they've had some time off, and they're beaten banged up. So, you know, I feel like it takes them a little bit to get going. I just feel like they were getting more to their hockey. And, you know, Colorado played played the right way the whole the whole game. So that's why I feel like, yeah, they deserve that win. But I don't think it's anything fancy that we saw from Colorado that Tampa really needs to, like, hit the panic button and, like, start to freak out. No, I think just Tampa just needs to come out and play their game Yeah, th- this next game, and uh, I think they'll be fine. I think as well. I think we're not in uncharted territory. I think we're in expected territory. Um, I, I just – I. Something something was off all day yesterday. I'm not blaming the the spiritual factors or anything. The Lightning came out soft. They came out weak. Uh, they the reason why they uh, lost this game because if you think about it, um, it was three three going into the overtime where you know Colorado scored three in the first period. That damn late goal, man. That damn that we the Lightning let up a late goal in the first period, and it came back to it came back to haunt them uh, because the Lightning then. Stonewalled, Stonewall Jackson, the Colorado Avalanche, the high-scoring offense of Colorado for two periods, and uh, tied this game and went into overtime, and where eventually, you know, a bad pass by Sergachev, uh, 
very sloppy, not trying to play it on the boards, but somehow plays it to the front uh, center of the ice. And um, it, good teams make you pay, man. It's okay, though. It's okay. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's just like the turnovers in the passing zones in, in the middle of the ice. I think a lot of it's coming, too, where they're, they're getting some of these two-on-ones or even like the two-on-two. Two, uh, it'll be at the very end of the play. But these guys aren't shooting the puck. They're all getting past that. be trying to pass across back in the middle of the crease. And sometimes you should just shoot. Last night, Sorelli should have just shot that puck. Oh, my God. So, Tony needs to stop doing turnaround freaking turnaround yeah, spin shots ever since he scored that one silly goal that was really lucky against Toronto. I, it pains me to say that because he's playing such great defense. But uh, you, you've said it, too, while watching games, Johnny. But go ahead. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like He just, just shoot the puck, man. Some of these guys are just trying to pass a little too much. You have a wide open shot, even if it's even if it's going to get absorbed by the the goalie. That's fine. Now you have a face off in the offensive zone. You can do your change. You can put your big boys on if you need to. If they have big been boys, and that that's your chance to try to score. But without shooting the puck, that doesn't happen. You you know you you get you get the puck down underneath the net, and then nothing happens because now half your team's in a change. And by the time you get any kind of possession, there's three or four guys from the other team that are surrounding you and you lose the puck and then you got to come back and now you got to play defense absolutely 23 shots on darcy kemper last night from the lightning that's 23 shots 20 of them were saved three of them went in the back of the net and hit twine uh for vasilevsky any guesses on how many shots he saved i know so i'm not gonna say all right gems rough top of the head uh, like 31 close he saved 34 shots the i believe the over under was 35 35 by puck drop uh, Daily Wager on ESPN had a 33.5, which, crazy, 34. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to see. Also, um, huge, huge game for um, Braden Point. Welcome back. Welcome back. Braden Point, clap clap time for Braden Point. Yeah, th- I, th- I think th- he'll he'll step up in a big way in game two. I think it, just the fact that he was able to, to contribute in the way he was game one is encouraging. Well, it makes you think because um, what if I told you that Braden Point played more minutes and seconds and ice time than Steven Stamkos in game one? Wow, wow. Okay. He probably did. Yeah, he did. Probably not by much. Probably a slim margin. Yeah, I would say ni- yeah, 19 to 18. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Obviously, in change. I don't know the exact seconds. I just know it's over. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Braden Point coming back. And on the bench, John Cooper, uh, while uh, while getting interviewed on the bench by Emily Kaplan of ESPN, said that he is the straw that stirs the drink for the lighting. I mean, if you think about it, the past two cup runs, he is the engine. It's just, and what have I always said, Johnny, about Braden Point besides pay the man? He can do whatever he wants with the puck. He can do whatever he wants with the puck. He can do whatever he wants with the puck. He's the only guy on the Lightning. I don't even trust Kucherov to do that because we all know what Kucherov can do. Oh, wait, it happened. He turns the puck over, and we get freaking scored on. That's because he's usually trying to use his backhand in the middle of the ice, and that's not going to work. No. Not here. No. Yeah, maybe, be, that, be, maybe that stupid shit will work in the regular season. Well, no, season, it, can, it works. It, it works, but, I mean, not in sloppy the situations. Times, the, the, times where it, the times where it doesn't work, it's like a – the, the the freaking Hoover Dam has a crack in it. Well, yeah, because you're throwing the puck back into the middle of the in the middle of the crease, and there's three other guys there, and nobody else is there. Yeah, Colorado is definitely jumping the blue line, similar to what the Rangers were doing, but they're better at it uh, with jumping the defense. Like when we have it at the boards, and we throw it back to the, our defenders, who are what McDonough, 
Ruda, Sergachev, Hedman. Took me that long to say Hedman. Like, you know what I Where mean? Where was he last night? We'll talk. We'll, we'll get into that. Have you watched that, that last play yeah, like 20 times? Yeah, I that, know. That pass by Sergachev was brutal. But both him and Hedman had a had a, a rough play there on defense to, to give up that final goal. No, Hedman, oh, man. Oh, if you would have laid out what could have been, right? I mean, what the thing is, though, I rather see. I don't want to. Well, if, if Vashi, I don't want to, I don't want to play without any he- Victor Hedman. I'll tell you if that. If Vashi would have pulled a Shesterkin, he would have had a penalty last night because that one goal he was hit in the head. Well, guess what? But he wasn't going to pull a Shesterkin. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not a flopper. Yeah, we know. He's too busy trying to stop the freaking puck, man. And it sucks, man. It sucks because Vasi didn't play bad after that b- abysmal. Like that word? Abysmal first period. So, uh, Braden point back. Good for them. Um, it also could look like the Colorado Avalanche are getting Kalino back, who blocked a, uh, whose hand is hurt from blocking a shot in the se- uh, game four of the Western Conference final. Uh, it looks like he's coming back probably three or four. Also, Kadri uh, of Avalanche, he had thumb surgery. We don't know if he's coming back yet. However, if I do, so, if I do say so myself, I think he comes back if there is a six or a seven, just because uh, he's already skating, uh, doing puck handling drills on the ice. So yeah, he was doing some this morning. Yes. Uh, with all that being said, uh, you know Andre Palat just continues to, you know, be that guy. Him and Nick Paul are both those guys. Ah, uh, oh man, it's, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to say bye to either one of them. Um, but keeping one of them. Is definitely definitely have to, have to keep one of them. If we lose out on both of them, we better have a plan. The thing is, I trust it too. Uh, but Sergachev also was in the goal scoring line, but he also gave up that big turnover that lost in the game. So I'd rather Sergachev have no goals than to lose a game than to him have a goal and lose. Yeah, but I feel like I think we were mid change when that happened. There's only two guys for us. Then why did he dump it in the center of the ice? Yeah, oh, any of them do it. man, it's just it's just crappy. I've it's told just you crappy. That they always do it. Brutal. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's just crappy. But game one in the books, uh, we we know we've had our predictions uh, before. Uh, Gems, what was your prediction? Bolts and seven. Bolts and seven, and why? Uh, these teams are are evenly matched. I think it I think it really feels like they're definitely the best two teams in the NHL. Everyone's saying it, and I, th- I think it's going to go back and forth. I I think. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm seeing seven games. I think this. I think the the teams are really evenly matched. Johnny, well, my initial statement I don't think is happening well, now. Well, actually, you're damn right. It's probably not, but I hope so. Uh, if and it's it t- happened, and if it happened now, which I said, Bolts in five. If it happened now and they won four straight, I'd go crazy. But I don't see that happening. Um, I think I'm still gonna stick with my next statement after I said that. Is of, course, of course, of course, six. Yeah, I still f- I feel. Oh, well, yeah, go. No, no, your, your no. Jo- Johnny, oh, man, I wish you stuck to your guns. Because they st- would feel that much better if you know it happened, too. I mean, I'm still saying bolts and five because I said it. I, that's what I said. I'm st- I'll stick to my bolts and five. 2020, how many games did it take? Six. 2021, how many games did it take? Five. And you're saying it's going to be six again? No, I'm saying it's going to be five. You're sticking to your guns? I'm gonna stick to my five. Okay, bolts and five from Johnny, and this is before we're doing. We're giving you guys the, the the scoop here, uh, but 
I'm going Bolts and six. I'm sticking to my guns too. Um, I just think Andre Vasilevsky. I think uh, and a and a way better Victor Hedman is going to do the job. I I, I, re- I really do. And having Braden Point back, I think there was some like him playing with Paul and Colton. I can't remember a time where that's happened before. Um, but and this sh- it showed because he turned the puck over a little bit in the beginning. He didn't really play that well in the beginning. The whole team really didn't play that well in the beginning until the first goal happened uh, for the Lightning. So I'm saying Bolton six, and I'm saying it's partly due, partly due because of our defense and Andre Vasilevsky. So that's uh, that's our NHL segment, and we're going to slide into another finals, right? We're going to slide into the other finals of the NBA finals where – Game six in the Garden is actually, actually being played tonight. So we got to get this show out ASAP because <laughs> we also got a Drake. We also got a Drake album dropping at midnight too. Figured that was a good time to you know give that guy free promotion like he needs it. Uh, but the finals have been really great so far. Um, Golden State is winning uh, the series three to two so far. Uh, Boston is at home tonight, so they do need a win. It is an elimination game. We do know what happened the last time Golden State was in uh, Boston, chirping away at the fans. The five-year-old in Section C202 was screaming, fuck you, Draymond, (laughs) holding a cigar somehow. I don't know how they do that in Boston, but somehow they get away with it. Uh, But Game 6, Clay is also here as well. Um, Is he going to finally spurt out? To where we he knows we can drop that forty off like eight dribbles, oh, or right. or is Boston's defense going to come to play now that they have the home court advantage? Uh, gemstones, gemstones. What's what the hell you think is going to happen, brother? I, I got a real good it, feeling that the, be careful the, because this is going to be people are going to be listening tomorrow. I'm mean, like, damn, these yeah, people are right. Yeah, people are wrong. <laughs> yeah, if we get called out right away. Yeah, but uh. No, I I really like uh, the Celtics' chances here in Game Six. I feel like they're gonna uh, even things up here at home. Um, I I felt like it was gonna go Game Seven going into this. Uh, both both teams really have been impressive so far, especially defensively. Um, I like the Celtics tonight. I like seeing it going to Game Seven. I'm still sticking with my guns and saying Warriors in Seven. And at this point, I feel like. A lot of it's because I feel like the Celtics really had their chances the last two games to really put it away, and they they really blew it the last two games. Uh, they they had a a chance to you know win last game, go up three to two in game five, but even before that they had they had a chance. They really should have been up three games to one, and uh, if if they really if they if they put the Warriors in that spot, I I don't see the Warriors being able to win three games in a row. So I feel like. They had two golden opportunities to win a championship. I, I think they, in a way, blew it this year. I think they'll win tonight, but I don't. I don't think they have enough firepower to to do it in Game Seven. I think the Warriors are are just uh, it's just their year this year. I they're think the war. They're the Warriors, right? Yeah, they're the Warriors that you remember and love from five years ago, and and. Golly, here we go. But that's just it. I don't think they are the Warriors from five years ago. What do you think they I are? I feel like. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I still think. I'm, I'm going to agree and say Celtics get tonight to win game six. 
It's going to go seven. Ooh. And I'm well, still going to say seven games. And I'm still going to stick to my gun season seven. You know why? Why? Because the exact re- opposite of what he said. Whoa. Boston is there. Boston can compete. Boston can do it. Boston, I feel like, has been the one that has shot themselves in the foot. Other than maybe the just the the incredible performance from uh, Steph Curry in game four. Outside of that, I feel like Boston has done it to themselves. Andrew Wiggins, yes, has come up big for Golden State. Honestly, I don't um, know how he's not I've been MVP. so so impressed he's with stealing, He's stealing MVP votes away from but, Curry. Um, but I feel like it, Boston's doing it to themselves. You know, at the especially when I'm talking about at the end of uh, – Probably about midway through to the end of Game Five, um, when Jason Tatum, you could just tell he wasn't hitting anything. He Andrew Wiggins was all over him, and he kept trying to shoot, and he kept trying to shoot. And I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what uh, he's trying to shoot through the bad. Which game are you talking about? Game Five. Okay. But why aren't you passing the ball? You, you, Who? Jason Tatum. You realize you can't. You're not making and anything. Brown. You're not making anything. Pass the ball. Jason Tatum had 27 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists in Game Five, like Johnny is saying. And he J- Jalen Brown was five of eight. Still had 27. Yeah. And they lost by 10, and they missed nine free throws. Yep. And how? What was Jalen Brown? Gems. J- Jalen Brown was five of 18. So it feels yeah, like. But Jalen Brown had 18 points, nine rebounds, four assists. That's crazy. The fact that they had still that many points and they shot like crap. Only four assists, four assists each for Jalen Brown and Tatum. On the Warriors side in game five, where they won by 10 points, 104 to 94, um, Wiggins had 13. Oh my God, 26 and 13. This man is playing out of his mind. And then Curry with. W- him only getting 16 points going 0 for 9 from 3. Yeah, and breaking that streak. From them, for, for the Warriors still to win that, I think they basically won the series when they did that. Yeah, if Curry can't, if Curry can't hit a 3 and they win by 10, granted it was I at home. I just told you they missed 9 free throws. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, that that's, then they would have lost by that's 1. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, yeah, we can all look at the points of where, where the Warriors have have locked them down. But guess what? They've got one, two, three wins. Last time I checked, you need four yep. before you win the final. I'm glad you can count. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so, but, but, but what I'm saying is go. the last time I checked, you need four. And if Boston comes and rises to the occasion, I think they will tonight. Tatum for 40. Book it. Oh. Um, whoa. whoa. Okay, anyway, okay. I think they win game six. And then. Madness. I could see a game-winning three in Game Seven for the Celtics. Mark is smart. I bet. Watch. Nope. Eric or does it Derek White or Eric White from the corner? <laughs> that'd White, be that'd Derek be. White. He's, been, he's he, been playing great. If he could, no, that would have to be Tatum. Tatum would have to take that shot. It's the Kobe at him, right? I mean, if it comes down you to want to be like Kobe, yeah, you think Kobe's gonna let anybody take that? No way. You gonna wear that twenty-four armband? You gotta play like Kobe. Uh, but. Well, they all have it on their shirt. I'm going to be the bearer of bad news for yourself, for the Celtics fans out there because I oh, have Celtics the Warriors fans. for the Celtics fans out there, not you. But Good. Golden State is winning in the Garden, and that is because they want to. And they want to party in the locker room of the Garden because of how they have treated them in previous games. And I think that... Any edge that Golden State has, number one bullshit. Any edge that Golden State has, you know, now Curry's definitely good. Curry bad game. What happens off a of Curry bad game? He usually pops off, doesn't he? So I expect that to happen. 
Game six, Clay. I can see, I can see the Warriors blowing them out tonight. I'm not joking. It, and it would add to the NBA season that what it's that what it is. And I also call, I also sticking with my guns as well, just like everyone is here and saying Celtics in six, or excuse me, Warriors in six. So we're gonna see. Uh, is it is uh, this, if they if they ahead. if they do blow them out tonight? I think. Uh, Draymond has a big, a big reason to do with it. I he think he's an extra factor. Draymond has a triple double. Yeah, Draymond doesn't foul out again. The last show we were talking I mean, about. He, he's really been disappointed, but I think that's that's why I think where I'm at. I feel like there's a lot of improvement that can be made on the Warriors side, and they're still up three two. Um, I think Dr- Draymond could play a lot better. Steph could still play a lot better. Um, Clay, you know, Clay hasn't really gone off for a, a huge game yet, and it's Game Six. So I mean. But I, I still feel like Celtics could win tonight. Um, I still see it going to seven. But but man, I I if I'm seeing where you're coming from, if Warriors come out hot and things, it's not far fetched. Has yeah. have we had a game where it's just the Warriors can't miss? Yeah. No, we haven't. Trust me. What's the quickest rate? What's the quickest way to get that Boston crowd out of the freaking quiet? Very quiet. Blow them out. Shut them down. Shut them down. And I think that might happen. And I think it could happen, and I think it will happen. Um, All right, real quick before we – about to end the segment and uh, the first segment of the show, the first half, and before we slide into halftime. Tatum for 40. Tatum for 40 from Johnny. I got the the Warriors winning tonight. Uh, Gems and Johnny both have the Celtics winning tonight. Um, Celtics are favored. Uh, so it's going to be a good one. Real quick, next show, we'll be talking about the winner. So is it ever, is the series everything you expected it to be so far? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah? What about you, the Jebs? Yeah, I, in a way, expected a little bit more out of Curry, even though he's had a couple big games. Um, we'll, we'll see what he does tonight, and by the time we're listening, yeah, we're doing our show next week. I was we'll, expecting we'll see. a little more but out of Clay. His, his okay. legacy is on the line. In a big way, I think more than any other player. Yeah, in this absolutely, because finals. he hasn't he hasn't won that Finals MVP yet. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it's what he it's what is not in his, I guess, arsenal for his Hall of Fame career, right? His achievement list, uh, but is is Cap the, off the resume. So the series is everything Johnny expected. Johnny expected is the series everything you expected, Gems? Competitively, yes. I, th- I think these these two teams are really impressive, especially on the defensive end and showing how. I guess to to be uh, a successful team in this modern three point new era NBA. I totally agree. This is everything we expected. Celtics defense. Golden State is Golden State. The Celtics no experience in the finals. Golden State numerous copious amounts. <laughs> I'm on my SAT game today, guys. Copious. Yes, copious amounts of minutes <laughs> uh, of finals play. So, Johnny, it's one of our gemstones. It's almost that time. Half time, baby. We'll be back with NFL and a little live golf, a little PGA golf rivalry. We got it coming up right after halftime. TB4. Get in the hole.
and welcome back from halftime. Pretty long halftime. Pretty low caring for what you guys think. So, because honestly, it's just five seconds for you, but it was a decent amount of time for us. <laughs> um, we got a lot to get into. Welcome back to the TB4 Sports Show. Uh, music breaks are always welcome here. If you guys have, you know, requests, if you're actually listening to this and you think we should play a song, honestly, tell us. We'll probably do it just to, you know, make sure you're listening, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but we have a lot to get into. Uh, NFL. And we're talking PGA Live, little rivalry going on. Is it a rivalry? Been on the news a lot lately, but um, NFL is king, and that's why we started off hot. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. He's in the news, Johnny. Mika Fitzpatrick is in the news. And do we know why? Because he just got paid. With a capital P. Um, A-I-D. Don't try to steal my thunder. Anyway. <laughs> well, you were uh, taking too long. No, it was just a capital P. I didn't think it was that much money. I think it's dumb money, but we'll get into that in a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah whoa, no, we'll get into that in a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Read the contract details, whoa, whoa, John. Whoa, whoa, Okay, what's that? Got you, buddy. Thank you. Read the, what's the contract looking like for the for your safe, for your all-pro safety? He received a $17.5 million signing bonus as part of his extension, while his 2022 base salary dropped to $4 million. Okay. So his updated 2022 cap charge is $8.1 million. Okay. Uh, the ex- extension, four years, $73.6 million. Okay. So what does that mean for your defense now, John? That means we have now a third piece in our defense that is going to hold it down. Hold down the fort. When's TJ Watt get paid? Because that man's getting Aaron Donald money for sure. Uh, probably next year. Well, you know why I say that, right? Well, and you got Cam Hayward too, three-headed monster. Cam Hayward. Yes, sir. You're, all right, I just brought up T.J. Watt, right? T.J. Watt and Aaron Donald, and you say Cam Hayward, or are we talking about people that you're going to sign eventually for the Steelers? Which one? Yeah, people, 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 you're going to sign? I think Cam Hayward's an all-time great Steeler. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I was just talking about the defense and what solidified. Yes. But, but Mika Fitzpatrick, huge deal. I think that what this does for the defense is it sets the tone. But the thing is, you still got to pay Deontay Johnson on the other side of the football. But what are you going to do with this guy? They don't ever pay anybody on offense, don't you know this? No, I don't. Obviously, uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, I mean, is, Le'Veon. Is that a? These are two head cases. These now, are two now, but then no. Always gave Ben his money. Ben, yeah, that was it. Um, well, Najee will probably be the next one. I won't lie. I I respect the Steelers front office. It seems like they always yeah no they they, they do me off, they, yeah. they always make the right moves and I I do trust them, but uh they have had a hard time dealing with uh some big personalities like you mentioned Bell and AB over the years. But uh, I mean it, it looks better now how uh you know that looking back on it how they did let them go. Yeah. So um. T.J. Watt, uh, look up his contract. Please, God, I want to know when this guy is getting paid because this man is going to make buku dollars, and are the Steelers going to be able to afford him? That's something we have to look forward to uh, because I was just comparing Aaron Donald to T.J. Watt and how they're so dynamic and they're so freaking good at football that the longest streaks of consecutive seasons with 12-plus sacks 
uh, five LT, the original Lawrence Taylor, right? And then four season, four consecutive seasons with twelve plus sacks. Pittsburgh T.J. Watt, L.A. Rams Aaron Donald, Hall of Famer Reggie White, and there's also three more players that are tied at four. But that's they're both T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, and going, and going. So. When does TJ Watt need to get paid? That's what I think. Mega sure Fitzpatrick, Mega Fitzpatrick, uh, gets is now a part of the highest paid safeties in the league, right? One of the highest paid safeties in the league, and I mean, I wanted, I wanted the Bucks to draft him out of. Uh, I mean, he was in that Quentin Nelson and Bradley Chubb draft. And I didn't think any one of those guys were going to fall to us, right? So. Um, I I was like, all right, we're getting Minka Fitzpatrick. So Johnny, yeah, what Minka's first? So what are the highest paid safeties in the league now? Uh, that Minka Fitzpatrick got. Yeah, Minka's got eighteen point four. Uh, Jamal Adams seventeen point five. Harrison Smith sixteen. Justin Simmons fifteen point three, and Buddha Baker at fourteen point eight. Jeez. Five. Highest paid safeties in the league. Well, all right. So, all right. So, all right. So, fit, all right, average, no, hold on. That's average annual sal- oh, annual salary. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So, Fitzpatrick, who's number two? Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks. Number yep. three, Harrison Smith of the Vikings. Okay. And number four, Justin Simmons of the Broncos. Okay. Number five, and Buda Baker of the Cardinals. All right. So, do you think Fitzpatrick is better than all of those players? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. I think, I think uh, definitely the first two. Um, I think uh, Buda Baker. Uh, I think he's low key overrated, but he's good. Buda Baker is really good. And, uh, yeah, I mean he's a playmaker, but uh, um, Justin Simmons can win a Super Bowl this year. I think I think he's better than Harrison Smith or Jamal Adams at but this point in his I career. Think, I think yeah, Minka, Jamal's I, overrated. But I think Minka is going to play a lot a lot bigger role and a much more important role for the Steelers defense. The well, Broncos, now you're getting paid to do it, right? But, but yeah, but the Broncos, man, they've got they've got a real team built around them. I mean, you can't doubt Russell Wilson. You got to look at both sides of the ball on that. But anyway, to go back to Minka, yeah, Minka's gonna help anchor that defense. And and to go back to what you were asking me for earlier, so we can shift right into another anchor of the defense. And T.J. Watt, I'm pretty sure he signed his extension last year when he signed his extension through 2026. Yes, it was four years, 112 million. <laughs> Is that enough? I mean, how much is he making average? So he's going to make – what's going to happen is he's, uh, it's including a $35 million signing bonus. Okay, he's already got 80, paid that. $80 million guaranteed. Ooh. Average annual salary of $28 million. Uh, base salary so, of $24 million. So he has zero guaranteed money after next year. After next year. Or after – oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, are you going to have enough – what's your cap space looking like right now? $22 million. Oh, okay. Under. Oh, because you don't have a quarterback. That's prior to signing Kenny Pickett. Yeah, well. Trubisky. No, I think there's already money allocated to uh, the rookie deals already. Uh, They count against the cap, but the money's already uh, counted for. We're going to go find a linebacker. But I don't think so. I think this is a big Devin Devin Bush uh, year for This is the make or break it year. It is what it is. You're going to have to live with it. I know you don't like him. But if he plays well, you're going to love him. I, I think it, it sounds like it's on the high side, but I think there's going to be a couple safeties that pass him within the next year. Uh, Derwin James and uh, Jesse Bates of the Bengals are, yep. are both due up next. So, Je- th- And especially with Seth Burrow 
Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Bengals, well, yeah, of endorsed course that's going to happen. Endorsed Jesse Bates, and you know Joe Burrow's the king of Cincinnati right now. So whatever this man says, make him happy. We got to pay him. the Bengals have to pay him soon too. I mean, going to a Super Bowl in his second year, um, they're definitely going to exercise that team option, and then that's probably when you get your contract done and wonder what it'll be. The quarterback market will be in four years, but Jesse Bates will get paid. Derwin James will get paid. I mean, Winfield Jr., I don't think he makes that much money, but he's coming up Th- after this his This is a big prove-it year for him. He, he, he could Who? For Win- Winfield Jr. I think he could, really? He, I, think, I, think I think he could launch himself into – like he's, he's like a – I don't know. I think he's right there. A candidate to launch himself in that category. Yeah, because that'd be three straight years of really good play. You know, three straight years of really good play with Winfield. But um, I don't know. Is he better than Derwin James? I, I to be honest, I'd say no. Uh, but at the same time, it's not like I'm crying about not picking Derwin James in the draft. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> defensive like back as a whole, uh, safeties or corners, that's, that's a position where. You could see a big jump in like year three, year four, year five. But I see the guys that are getting paid that way can do two things: they can stop the run, they can also play the man coverage, zone coverage. These are fuck. I'm almost cursing again. Jeez, man, I'm you're a lot loose. of fucking curse. We're censoring. I, I know, but I'm trying not to because I'm, I'm saying it's style, man. It's class. Well, we have it for people who want to know who are actually hearing this. Yes, we are explicit everywhere. Yes. So it is a fair warning that hey, there's could be some language at the most that you're going to hear. Yes. So it's for the people who need to know. So so, you're so these so cuss. these are, so yeah, so these are the fucking guys that lit- that know. yeah, yeah. So that's the most you're going to get. These are these <laughs> are the guys that the top 5 that Johnny mentioned earlier, you know, can do stop the run. Can do you know, pass coverage, zone coverage, uh, man coverage. Um, and everything in between. They deserve that money, you know? So um, there's definitely, especially with now, the receivers um, being that much more to teams now and that much more of the game plan now that we're going into a pass, or we're already in it, the pass-happy league that we are now, they become that much. If you can stop the pass, I mean, that's that's in itself winning half the battle, right? Because there's a lot of cornerbacks could be, in defensive backs could be a, a second or, th- or third, you know, third best guy on the team. But to really be that number one guy and be able to match up against the top receivers, and in the case of safety, to being able to l- to match up against the top receivers, tight ends, running backs, be versatile in both the passing and run game, it, it's it's rare. You only have you know a handful of guys in the league that could really match up against the top offensive talent. So. I think it's only right that you you find an all pro guy like Minka and and some of the the top safeties that they they get that kind of money that that's matching up close to the the top receiver money. Well, yeah, because you mentioned Minka signing. Yeah, you got to understand that he's going up against Najee Harris every day, and that's what's also changing about the running back position. They're not just your natural running backs anymore. These guys are catching passes out of the backfield. They're running, you know, they're running like slot receiver routes and they're catching the ball well. The top guys are, you know, Kamara, Chubb, uh Saquon when he's healthy, McCaffrey when he's healthy. Out of the slot and having good safeties, no, 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 having what I'm good safeties are the best way to running come. backs and they're good catching backs, but they can run a slot route if they need to. Yeah. And they can still catch the ball and they can still be playmakers with the yeah, ball. Yeah, so people with Minka money 
are right. worth a fuck. Especially if you can play that They're way. worth it. Especially if you can play that way. Where it's where I agreed with you, which I'm agreeing with you with the Jamal Adams. Hell of a player, but he's overrated. Jamal Adams? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. He has like three picks all time. He's yeah. definitely been a letdown since that contract. Oh man, Agreed. it's it's yeah no, it I can't believe Seattle traded two first for him too. That's a that's a that's a mo- that's a mockery. That anyway, speaking of two first round picks, um, Baker Mayfield was a first overall pick, right? Uh, Baker Jeez. Mayfield is he getting traded after all? Um, there's reports mm-hmm. that say the Carolina Panthers, those damn Panthers in the NFC South. If you guys have noticed. Not too much is out of Buccaneer camp, but there's a lot of other rivals camps. Yeah, but they've got three other they've got three quarterbacks. You know, they have Sam Darnold, which they picked up last year, and then they picked up Matt Corral in the draft this year. Yeah. And they also have PJ Walker, which they got from the XFL two years ago. Well, okay, PJ Walker, nobody. Right. Goodbye. Well, I mean, Corral he did, he did do well. He did do well in the games that he played. Corral right. second round pick? No. Third or fourth. P- yeah, okay. That huge drop off. Would you rather have Kyle Trask? Yes. That's why he's not going to play. So, exactly, <laughs> Macarell's not going to play. Macarell's not going to play. And then you have Sam Darnold, who you're paying eighteen point eight million dollars options. Terrible option at eighteen point eight million. And now, if the why not bring in Baker Mayfield? Yeah, you can. If the Browns eat, like you would trade a pick to guarantee that he's on your team instead of if he gets released and you have to compete with everybody, you can just say, "Hey, we'll eat eight million dollars. You eat the rest." And I think they would. I think honestly, they and if you gave them like a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, and honestly, I think the fourth round might be even too high. Maybe like a fourth and a fifth. I don't disrespect Baker like that. Well, yeah, that's very disrespectful to him, honestly, because I don't even know what the trade market would be for a guy like Baker Mayfield. Because I, I don't think we've ever been in this like predicament before with a first overall pick. I, I, it's either I saw like, that Carolina did want. Part of the salary picked up, and, yeah, and and yeah, it is a little d- it's disrespectful. It's almost like to, these to other, him, but it's almost like these other guys are waiting for what Jimmy G is going to do. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's another thing that that there's both of them out there, but it seems like no team is really that desperate at this point to get a a quarterback like that, well, or especially not willing to to trade away pieces for a quarterback like that. Well, if you're if you're no, if you're Carolina. If you're New Orleans, uh, do you have? If you need a quarterback, why not take a flyer on Baker Mayfield, Johnny? You've been a Baker boy this whole entire time. W- are you flipping on him, or or what? You're no, not. You're not I'll, wanting him to go to a, a team where he can be successful. Well, no, I want him to go to a team where I feel like he's going to be able to play. At Carolina, I, yeah, yes, I he, he will. Can, he will he beat will out play. Sam Darnold. Can, if they want him in camp yeah, to take no problem. reps, that shouldn't that shouldn't be a problem. If they want him in camp to take reps, excuse me. If they want him in camp to take reps and they're willing to trade for him, I think this you know what that means. Like the more reps, the more playing time, right? But I think they, the, they want him to take reps. The move makes sense and I I I think it would be, you know, smart on Carolina's part. I think it's just would you want to give up any future first round picks or, or draft picks or, or I I guess it's not wanting to give up too much of your future when they're not, are they a quarterback away, really? No, they're not a quarterback year, away, but, but is Matt Rule a quarterback away from getting fired? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think they, I think they want him as head coach they, of the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers want him. It's just not wanting to, to give up too much of their future when they're not really 
competing this year anyway. I hate, I agree, but listen How to this. How are they not competing? I feel like the Panthers are right there. Uh, the Panthers are not I right mean, there in at the all. With, in. in a division, with, the Saints are better. The Bucks are better. And they're the, Fa- the Panthers are better than the Falcons. You'll see. By a little bit. We'll see. Well, you're, okay. Okay. Well, Baker Mayfield, anyway, um, a tweet from NFL Research. Baker Mayfield suffered a fractured left shoulder in week six of 2021. We all remember that, right? Playing with the harness and everything like that. 16 games, 16 games prior to that fracture, which included week six, he has a 10-6 and six record, 8.1 yards per attempt, not really good, five interceptions, 100.6 passer rating. Now, this is in Kevin Stefanski's offense, right? And also run-first offenses. Baker Mayfield, what is he good at? Spreading the ball around. However, he has accuracy problems, right? But that right there says... No, he doesn't have an accuracy problem. He's inconsistent. Under pressure. Under pressure, yes, because he is a little bit smaller. Um, and sometimes quarterbacks have to stare down a barrel of a gun and say, I know I'm going to get shot. Yeah, he can I do it. This but ball anyway. And sometimes he skies the ball. He can do it, but when you don't have a health... He's never had everything healthy for him. He's had the, one of the best offensive lines. At, it's at, never been healthy. But how come Nick Chubb runs all over the place then? Oh, my God. Because you get one healthy week, and that's it. Yes, Nick Chubb, you can spread him out the outside. And you still had Austin Hooper last year, and you had... Uh, we got to do a video on Baker Mayfield's time. And, and you also have uh, David Njoku. You have the tight ends that can move the guys out of the way to come around the outside. But your other guys on the inside have never been all together healthy for anything longer than Don't maybe they a have like games. all? Didn't they have like an all-pro left guard or right guard with Wyatt Teller? Yeah, or it doesn't matter if you have it and it's not healthy. What do you say all the time? The best well, ability is availability. Well, how can you get all-pro if you're not healthy? That might be one year when you have one guy healthy. The other guys can be gone is what I'm saying. Well, the eight games after he fractured, Baker Mayfield fractured his left shoulder, he was 3-5, and five, 6.3 yards per attempt, 10 picks, 72.8 passer rating and that might be a reason why he was skying balls last year left and right under pressure not under pressure and he wasn't really playing he wasn't to, 100% he yeah. wasn't playing up to where we expect Baker Mayfield to play now that's not necessarily high but it's also not necessarily low because we know Baker Mayfield is very talented gems and I think I think he's definitely definitely unfairly judged on those games because it took a lot for him to to play through injury and uh he was still leading the team that at that time um, you know, people had high expectations for. So I, I think he was really trying to play through pain and play through injury to show, you know, he was a true leader of that team, and it, it really kind of backfired against him. Well, yeah, it's a shoulder injury. I mean, and if you're not 100%, yeah, I understand you want to get in there. But, man, like, you – at this point, like, you have uh, what was a solid back I – mean, somewhat of a solid backup, I guess, in Case Keenum – who could have ran it for a couple weeks if you needed an extra week or two to be healthy. And if you'd have took that time, maybe you don't go three and five. Maybe you go five and three. Yeah, Maybe. Could be, yeah, could be a completely different story. And, but there's a reason why I said Carolina, though, would make a good story um, for Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield because why? They're both in the same draft. They're picked one and three uh, so far in their careers. Uh, passing touchdowns to interception ratio. Mayfield, 92 to 56. Darnold, 54 to 52. Seasons with 20-plus passing touchdowns. Sam Darnold, zero. Baker Mayfield, three. P- 
passer rating overall in their careers. Darnold 76.9, Baker Mayfield 87.8. Now, Darnold did play on the Jets, which was very worse off than the Cleveland Browns were uh, during both of their stints with their first teams. Uh, but also, Darnold, this includes Carolina as well. But like I said, uh, passer rating is better. Season of 20 plus uh, passing touchdowns, uh, touchdown interception ratio. Uh, games with 100 per, 100 plus passer rating Baker Mayf- Baker Mayfield 20 Sam Darnold 8 I think if you trade for D- Bay- Mayfield you scratch off Darnold you cut him you eat the 18 million and that way you're and you get that 8 million 26 million for Baker Mayfield essentially and you have one year just like you did with Sam Darnold last year and you just go man I think the only defense in Baker is yeah he might have had a, a better team per se on the field than what Darnold had to deal with in New York. In New York, yeah, he with Darnold in, in New York, he had to deal with a, a shitty organization. I agree. But Baker also had to deal with, what, three coaching changes, four different coordinators before he finally got something consistent. So, I mean, to be able to do that with the constant changing, I mean, I know the I know it doesn't change too much, but, you know, you're, you're uh, the lingo per se on the field, you know, your wording on how you say on how the everything comes out and what's being done on the on the field and the plays that are being called, yeah, that's that's gonna change just a little. But I think Baker done what he needed to do playing through all those changes, and yeah, why not give him a shot? Yeah, but I don't and, know why I don't know why we, New Orleans not. Yeah, we'll we're gonna see where he, where he goes. Gems, you have anything to add to the Baker Mayfield nonsense? No, I th- I think he deserves a shot, and I I think. It all comes down to what you have to give up for him. Um, yeah, I think especially that. when uh, Sam Darnold is a starting quarterback, you know, just like we're mentioning, he's got the better numbers. He's proved a lot more in his career. Um, one thing, I, I guess, depending on either one of them, whoever, whoever they decide on, is Carolina really, uh, you know, much of a better opportunity? Do they have the surrounding talent to make either one of them better? No. I mean, that you know, that's why. It, well, I mean, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is good. And if Christian the, McCaffrey yeah. is good. Um, Robbie Anderson is Robbie terrible. Anderson is terrible. I heard he's contemplating However, retirement. Yes, uh, Robbie Anderson's contemplating retirement. Though, Terrence but, Marshall Jr. It, yes, but I mean, not a bad pick. They just got him last year. I think was, was whole, he even active that much last year? I don't know. I can't remember hearing ever hearing his name. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, we're on the lookout. We're on the watch. We'll give you more updates next week. Maybe he'll be traded. Uh, because Jimmy doesn't look like Jimmy G. I always thought Jimmy G was going to be drafted or drafted, traded first. You know, he is the better yeah, quarterback. Yeah. But the surgery, we don't know what's going on. Baker's apparently healthy. It's been uh, really quiet on him. Yeah, so really cool. too quiet. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Too quiet. Mark this time. So when we when Jimmy G gets traded during our next before our next show, we can come back and run this. Um, but little too quiet. Little too quiet. Uh, but. No, what's too? No, it's not quiet. Deshaun Watson's accusers. Deshaun's what? Deshaun, Deshaun Watson uh, update. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Up to 20, 26 now. Terrible. Twenty six. It was twenty six. The last show. We're on the counter. We're on the tracker. We're on the watcher. Johnny, um, any updates on this guy? Uh, with the NFL, what are they saying? What are they saying? I don't know. The only rumor I've heard that's flying around is 
I guess with the accusations that keep coming out, the NFL might drop the hammer on him and suspend him for a full season. Woo! Another full year. Give him the Calvin Ridley gems. You think that's a good one? I, I think along with that, the the biggest development uh, to go along with, like I guess, just the details coming out, making it sound worse and worse, you know, as it goes along. See, but um, yeah, uh, the fact that the supposedly fully guaranteed contract isn't quite that, and more and more reports coming out that with the new information coming out, this contract can be voided. So, I mean, that that could be a huge, huge development. I don't know, any day or any week now, I really don't know what the timeline is in a, a case like this because it's gone on over a year now without – And they haven't found you know, anything guilty of anything. Definitive. And, right, and it doesn't necessarily have to – be the case where he's guilty in court for him to be suspended and the NFL has shown that in the past so I don't know really what the timeline is here but I, I think what can happen first is if the the Browns see that they have a, a shot of getting out of this contract and there's a potential suspension coming that with the amount of money on the table I think if they if they see any way out I think they're going to take it yeah I, I mean why wouldn't you get out of a five or five-year fully guaranteed contract Johnny, what do you think, man? I I know I know you've been calling for a year's suspension for a, the whole entire time. If you li- listen to our shows, you say you've been saying it week after week after week. Um, I'm saying Calvin Ridley got suspended for a oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is what I'm saying, and you can tell me. What, I know what you think, and I know what you're thinking. I'm I'm pretty sure our listeners do too. <laughs> I will say that, uh, but. I think he, from the initially six weeks or eight weeks that I was going to say, it might be looking indefinitely. Indefinitely. I'm I'm still sticking with at least a year. So it's not a I year. Mean, I, I it's not it's a year. So you don't compare. If they say indefinitely, suspended indefinitely, then it's not as like, because you don't want to compare what Deshaun Watson's doing to gambling on yeah. on, on football, on NFL games for what Calvin Ridley did, which is the ultimate, like, no-no. At the same and, uh, time, you never know that's what... That's the shield problem, you know? Goodell, yeah, but he's Goodell got, he's and the got, precedent he's, he's got, set, you never you never know uh, what kind of pun- punishment he's going to hand out. I know. 26 allegations against that are way worse than, than, yeah, the cardinal rule of gambling on your own. Yeah, sport. absolutely. But I say that you can't suspend them for three years. Just... Just say, hey, we're suspending you indefinitely, and then you don't have to mention the time. And when the time's, when they say, oh, it's blown over, you come back. I think, kind of to state state the obvious, it it all comes down to whether these are allegations or or what's true, and some of the allegations that I think we didn't hear before, really until the last week or so, are I, I think those kind of news pieces and certain quotes we're hearing about details of what went on. Are, are what's starting to paint this in a light that you know it's, it's starting to get the public perception that Deshaun Watson is guilty, and I, I think it doesn't have to be the court. Once the public turns on him, which it, it's you know it seems like fans and and the media is, I think that's when the NFL they're not going to want the bad press anymore. I don't I don't know if it's going to be like the the media per se like pushing him being guilty. I mean, yeah, that's what they're doing, but. Uh, I lost train of thought there. We should, ha- we should have the Law and Order SVU theme in the background. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Johnny. You guys are wild. So, Watson, but, Watson but, update. But uh, I just think 
with Watson, I think you you suspend him indefinitely, and then you drag it out. But then you know how the NFL is and what their track record is. It doesn't matter if they get convicted per se in law or exactly. not. They're still going to do their own investigation continuing on after that happens unless the actual investigation with whoever's doing it, the CIA, FBI, whoever the hell is doing the investigation right now, that's about that much I give attention to it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think I think if we we separate it, there, there's the you know the legal, you know, proceedings going on now, and and we don't know exactly what what's gonna happen with that. But I think when you t- you're sticking to an NFL story and you know football itself and on the field, I think it, it's looking more and more likely that especially week one, you're not going to see Deshaun Watson under center. And what, what his future will be in Cleveland, I think, is, is a huge question mark right now. I think when they when they signed that contract, what, a couple months ago now, it, it seemed pretty certain he'd be there's, there, you know, playing and their starter for all, all of this season. And, you know, they, they seem real confident about that. I think that's a, a, hu- a huge question mark now. But my original statement with them saying suspending him indefinitely that means they can drag that out to three years if they really needed to. You know, they it takes a year, and then the actual investigation's done. Then you have the NFL that does their own investigation. They find that he – then they find – yeah, then eventually it blows over, and then they're done with – they're done finding whatever they can find. So, yeah, I mean, it could stretch out. It's my quarterback in fantasy, man. So sad. It's my quarterback. So sad. Um, but, no – uh, Deshaun Watson, like like, I, like I, Deshaun Watson, like I said last week, um, that's our Deshaun Watson update of the week. Um, we'll let keep we'll keep the tracker on him. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll talk to our sources, but um, Deshaun Watson, like I said last week, has more to worry about than football. Um, but I know you guys wanted to talk about this topic. Bye, bye. I know you guys wanted to talk about this topic, but I think we should keep it for next week. But I did want to talk about uh, George Kittle. Believing the NFL should implement another bye week to combat Ooh. the physical toll of the 17-week season. Now, this is where we go, okay, what the hell's going on? And, you know, Gems, you said ooh. You said ooh. Explain your ooh. I, I think, first of all, I didn't like the, the added game. I didn't. I didn't think that was necessary. It wasn't necessary, but if they want more money, let's get another game out of it. And and that's where if if they add another game, and and I, th- I think there is talks of them adding another game or two in the future. I w- wouldn't be surprised. But um, I when I first heard it, I didn't hate it. Honestly, I, when it comes down to it, I'd rather see players healthy and uh, playing at their best at the end of the season. So. Um, you know, another bye week, you'll have like what a couple, of, you know, two less games a week. Um, you know, it won't be like a big impact. You're still going to be getting that would move the first week of the season to the last week of August. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it, Johnny. More football, more fun. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. They think they need two weeks off. Really. And I didn't mind that an extra game. I thought four preseason games is a little much. So, and you think three's three's not much? Hey, I got I got to speak on that because I always thought I didn't understand the correlation between the two. Like, I get, I get, it's you're you're taking one game away, but like 
preseason and a regular season game are completely different things. Absolutely. I do agree that. But the only thing that might really change is maybe how you're, you go about playing certain players and what particular game you want to play them. Now it's only three. But uh, at the end of the day, it's still three games to get souped up. Yep. To get going. Is that too and, much? And mo- No, because most of your starters didn't play when they played four, so who cares? Yep. Well, that's why I was like, I, I didn't think that's what preseason was for anyway. I thought it was yep. like the first three games like are for you know, the, the backups and the, the fringe guys, and then – then you know, week four, that's when the starters play. Yeah, that's what it's for. It's for people who want to make a name for yeah, themselves. Yeah, but playing that week for only a quarter and a half versus okay, now that game counts. Now you play the whole game. Well, what the hell does it matter? Well, it's still going to take you a couple weeks to get really ramped up anyway. It's it's a, it matters to the union, honestly, the players' union, because at the same time, the there has to the people that get undrafted free agents, you know, they play the fourth quarter, they play the third quarter, you know, they play the people the, the deep draft picks that you're I'm seeing. I'm disagreeing with that. And that's and that's that's for that. So I'm so you're by this, I'm thinking that with two weeks for a bye week, your seventeen game schedule. Now you're gonna you're gonna do the same thing you did with the seventeen game. You're gonna take a bye week away, or not bye week, a preseason game. Now you're gonna have two preseason games, seventeen game season, and two bye weeks. I think that's dumb. I don't, but see the thing is, I don't know why you're saying it's dumb when you are saying that it they don't play the starters don't play anymore anyway. And as a it, fan, as a fan, you're getting another week of watching football, and it starts earlier. You're not. No, you're not getting another week. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. How are you getting another week of football? Oh no, because it's the bye it's week. Still another bye week. No, not no, no, no. No, not your gonna, team. Your NFL. team isn't, but the whole NFL. You're getting another week of football. As a fan, you're getting another week okay. of football, and some teams will be on a bye that week. I don't know. I think it's silly. I think you're getting you're you're getting paid this kind of money now. Even no, nah, that's. Silly. I guess this is where I'm at. If it, once you're adding one game, you you've already diluted all the records. Like. You're already changing history. I think that's that's where mm. I, I don't like it to begin with. But if you are, um, it's almost like why just add one game? I, I don't yeah, know. It's there's like, there's always a yin to a yang, it's right? Like, it doesn't really make sense just to add one when adding one changes all the regular season records. Yeah. You can't really compare season to season now. You're always thinking about that extra game. It already happened with Cooper Cup and you TJ know, Watt. You know, pass. Yeah, exactly. But pass. even though TJ Watt was out for like five games or whatever yeah true true but like just that one game is already changing things in that sense like what's another two three games like make it a 20 game season like i don't know what they're eventually trying to do but um i i really wish it, st- it stayed at the 16 games but i guess now they're in the i guess the business of adding more i'm, I'm not opposed to that second bye week i just don't see what the point is in having a second bye week i think it's it's absolutely silly Especially for, I mean, anybody can say, yeah, whatever you want. But at the amount of money that these players are making now, I mean, I understand they go through hell. They put their bodies through hell and they beat and batter themselves. I understand that. But you signed up for it. Mm. You knew what you were getting into when you came into Mm. this. You signed up for it. And if you don't want to play the game, then you can retire. You can walk away. I'm not telling George Kittle to walk away. And I'm not saying to any other player who wants to walk away to walk away. What I'm saying is, you signed up for this. You knew what you were getting into. You're you're seeing the money come out and getting paid for this. You're seeing how, in the last few years, 
it became not so much money that you're trying to sign on for, but the money you're having in your pocket the second you sign that contract. You're guaranteed money, your chunk. Well, play I, the game. I totally yeah, play the damn game. I totally agree with you in that sense, but I think it's uh, like I completely agree with, the, with with what you're saying. But then I think it's not the want to, but the amount of players or or guys getting hurt where where once you get to the playoffs, you never see a complete team. But usually, there's always there's always holes once you get to the the playoffs in the NFL where you're overcoming like four or five big injuries. Like, but you've been playing you know, this game since you were a freaking toddler. That's what I'm saying. I think they'll they'll do it, but I just think as as a fan or as a product, you're you're getting to the playoffs. You're always missing some guys come playoff but you, time. But what I'm saying is, you've been playing this game for so long. I would have loved fact, to have Chris Goblin. The fact that you went 20 years, essentially thinking about it, you went 20 years with no injuries at all, but you put your body through hell for 20 years, and now what I'm saying is, you started as a little kid, five six years old, yeah, on a, on a yeah, field, yeah, and you're constantly beating and banging around. And then you get and to the then NFL. And you finally get to the NFL. Of course, you, sometimes some of those people just don't have the body to keep up with it. It's going to happen. Your body's going to break down eventually. Well, I mean, it's definitely something to, like, to discuss. Um, and it definitely warrants, uh, you know, both sides to look at it from an actual business standpoint and a, you know, safety standpoint as well. Uh, like we, like, well, like, 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 we, like, the safety of the players. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I don't say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you definitely got to look at everything and in between. Um, but I think, you know, more competition brings better results. And with that being said, moving into that competition range, or should I say driving range. Took out my last section on that part, but that's okay. What what do you was I was gonna say if you want to add more games or add more bye weeks, when we start expanding, let's get some more teams. No, that's dumb. Why? Why? Because everything's so perfectly aligned right now, and NFL is rocking. And if they move anywhere else, it's gonna be like Mexico City. You want Mexico City, London? I don't. I don't want to go to London for games. But you would have. That's a mandatory bye week after. Right? Yeah. It's that. That's 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 stupid. I hate travel games. I hate travel games. Um, you signed up for it though. But that again, I think it's like where the the players aren't going to say no. I think they're just they can't not, say they're, no. They're not. They're just not going to be. It's the owners. 100%. It's the owners. It's it's like the owners. I, 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 owner I see. What, I, I think it's like the NBA kind of has gone that way and and changing like less back to backs and and changing different things with their schedule. Where yeah, I guess it's softer on the players, but is it helping to ultimately try to get the better product on the court? Better product. A change. Or don't add another team, add an extra division game. These are things that are gonna, we're going to pop up. We're going to hear what they're talking about. We're going dis- to di- <laughs> discuss them to the T because we're definitely anxious to see where this goes. And this also has some good fantasy purposes into it as well. But too early for fantasy. Too late, for, too late, too too late for reality. Uh, but the reality of the part of the PGA Tour now is they have some competition and they have some change, right? So the PGA Tour is not so happy with golfers <laughs> leaving the PGA Tour and going to this live uh, tour, uh, which if you guys haven't figured out, Live Golf is a Saudi Arabian-funded tour consisting of eight events across the world, right? 
you know, it's an, an it's an inaugural event, and the Live Golf Invitational is in in London. It ended Sunday, a uh, Saturday, with South African Charles Schwartzel emerging as the four million dollar winner, right? So, and the PGA Tour has suspended golfers who have joined this Live Golf Tour, or I guess it's not really a tour. Or I mean, it's 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 Live Golf, but I mean it's. It's not like it's – I mean, is it stealing away its players? Is it not stealing away its players? I mean, there's a, there's some big names. I mean, Dustin Johnson and, and Phil Mickelson and some of the, the guys they picked up late. Yeah, Sergio Garcia. Sergio. I mean, Schwartzel's Bryson, a big name. DeChambeau. DeChambeau was a big name to go. Big name. And, there are, and all these guys – all right, so all these people have been suspended um, – from the PGA Tour, so I mean, a few of them, like like the Deschambeau, have had bad relations in ways with the PGA Tour. Yeah, Louis Uthsizen. I, I always butcher the South African name. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, in a way, it, it's it's hard to blame some of the players for taking that those you know huge deals and you know quick easy money. You know, let you know less wear on their bodies less actual golf and getting these huge paydays but it seems to me just right off the bat that it's going to be short-lived but i guess the um i guess argument against that is that there's supposedly like never ending a never ending money supply back in this this uh saudi money backed live league where they could afford to spend hundreds of millions on talent and and just keep on going just for the sake of it because they just um, – it seems like they're just going to keep on paying players and try to keep this going as long as they can. But I don't know really if it's going to capture the public's interest in the same way that the PGA does. Well, here's the thing. Just last week as, you know, Live Golf held its inaugural event, right, the PGA Tour handed down suspensions like I mentioned. Now players are actually from Live Golf and the PGA Tour – will compete alongside one another as they chase one of the sport's most prestigious pieces of hardware in the U.S. Open. Wow. You know, a change of pace. Excuse me. A change of pace for golf for sure. Now you're going to have a little... Now you're really going to have the Brooks Koepka, Bryson DeChambeau right. rivalries. Yep. Now you're like... Now we're on two different teams. Um, and, and this is happening. I know they are still suspended from PGA Tour, but the PGA Tour doesn't own majors. Exactly, right? yeah. The PGA Tour does not run any of the four major tournaments. The tour suspension doesn't apply to those tournaments. So, wah, 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 to your PGA purists. I love this live golf thing. I do. I think competition in golf, now that it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, what is wrong with competition? Doesn't competition make you better at the end of the day? It brings the cre- creme de la creme, the cream to the top, whatever the hell you want to say. It brings out the best in people. Um, and I think this is going to bring out the best in the U.S. Ter- uh, US Open. It's going to bring more eyes to the tournament, honestly. Um, it's going to be amazing. Uh, but Brooke, Brooks Kepka, you might know him, FSU guy. <clears throat> FSU guy. PGA Tour faithful. Um, you know, had comments on that live golf uh and he said it was overshadowing what the U.S. Open was about. Um, and he was tired of taking uh, questions of it in an interview. 
And at that point, I said, you know what? I don't blame the guy. I want to talk about what the U.S. Open is. I don't want to talk. I, even though it is news, you got to ask. He has a right to say no. Um, so, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, Johnny, is this live golf thing any threat to the PGA? Especially with the Saudi money. It don't really matter to me. Does it really matter to you? I mean, do you think it poses any threat? I mean, apparently so. If you have big name guys leaving and going over there and get paid, right? It might. Phil. But I mean, why are they leaving? What's the reason why they're leaving other than money? I think like right away, right. like good, good uh, with with Rory Rory winning and passing Greg Norman and all time <laughs> PJ wins and right. the comments he had. I I feel like just off the bat, PGA looks like the good guys and and the live tour kind of looks like the you know the the villain coming in with all the money. Yeah, and, uh, blood money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I I don't know. I it doesn't seem like a good look for them. So like. I don't know, off the bat myself, you know, I didn't watch the the first live you know, the first live event. I I don't know if I'll watch the next one. I did <laughs> yeah, watch right. I will you know, watch them. I I watched, you know, when Justin Thomas won <laughs> his last major. Yeah. You know, well, I I'll, I'll watch you know the next and I know I'll be watching the majors. I'll, I'll be into, you know, Justin Thomas is he's a huge star. The PGA still has a lot of yeah. huge stars that, you know, aren't leaving. And their their talents, John real, Rom, you know, extremely John, deep and you know competitive. John Rom, and at the same time, also like the big difference between the two, you have to compete to to make these tournaments and 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 make the cut. Whereas live, you're making the money either way. You don't have to make the cut. It, it's like you know way way more of a, it seems like a I guess fun and laid back format. But will it be as competitive? And we are gonna find out those. That the all of our questions here soon, especially with the first event out of eight already done and in the books. Schwartzel, four million dollar winner, letting you know the purses, something the PGA hasn't done in a long time. They don't let you know how much money you're making or uh, what a winner makes. So it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, but moving on to baseball, because the Rays are playing the Yankees. I don't know if you guys know, uh, but. Ooh. The Yankees, they're about to sweep you guys. Who? The Yankees. Who? The Yankees. Oh, I didn't know I was talking about something relevant. The, the people you say suck. Oh, no, it was it was one to nothing now, tied at one. Uh-oh. But um, so far, the Yankees are doing uh, what <laughs> actual healthy of Yankee course. teams do, right? It was an Anthony Rizzo single I mean, in the six. Unbelievable. Of course, Rizzo. He's the man. LeMahieu scored. At the time of this recording, Yankees 46 and 16. But as we mentioned, going against the Rays right now, currently tied it up. I mean, 30 games above 500 before the All-Star break. I mean, you're pretty much unheard of. And especially the way that some Yankees fans were gloom and doom about not going all out for the hugest, you know, big name free agents like Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa. I just think Cashman so far is, you know, doing an all-time job off of the guys he didn't sign. And I, I don't know. I'm just so impressed by this Yankees team and uh, really, you know, outperforming people's expectations when they weren't the huge spenders in the same way that some hope for this offseason. And we've seen in uh, George Steinbrenner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the past, dude. That's Mr. Steinbrenner to you. They, 
I mean, so you, know, you couldn't have asked for a better start. My only hope is, uh, as a Yankees fan, is for them to stay healthy. Johnny, Rays, talk to me. What's going on, my man? Shane McClanahan's the fucking man. Yeah, baby. He's he leads the league. He, yeah, he leads the league in strikeouts over 100, first to 100. I think he's at 105 or something, somewhere around there. I'm looking Finish now. your thought because I have a question to ask you. Props well, to no, him for sure. Yeah, 100%. McClanahan is a man. I checked, yeah. McClanahan was leading in wins. Or no, he was tied for first in wins. He's leading the league in strikeouts. Man, the Rays got Shane Boz coming back. Man, I, I just I just wish we had Glass now. Yeah, but you're not going to have Glass now, so what do you think about the Rays right now? But for those Rays fans who do listen and who are on Twitter and things like that, I need you to hear me and hear me clearly. If you think that Tyler Glass now is going to come in during the playoffs and relief pitch, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're already there without him. You know why? You're why out of the rest your of his life? mind. I agree with that. Uh, Glass now, get it out of your head now, Rays fans. I know as much as you would love to see Glass now take off. Glass now will not be seen until next year. Get it out of your head now. Just give it up. We have to win with what we have now. Yeah, no, and and the and the and right we're eleven games back, and we got to fucking figure this shit out. Yeah, and the Rays are tied one one with the Yankees, top of the ninth inning. Um, that was pretty doesn't help when you're batting two hundred. Yeah, all the time. Uh, yesterday's game was four to three Yankees over the Rays. Nestor Cortez um, did okay. Uh, Shane McClanahan, six innings pitched. He only gave up three hits. The only hits of the game uh, for the Yankees. McClanahan is tied for sixth and wins with seven. It's tied for sixth and wins. Uh, the Yankees, Nestor, Cor- Nestor Cortez, hey, Verlander is eight. Uh, came out five and one, five and one innings pitch, three hits, one a run, like, three balls, four strikeouts. Best two pitchers in the American League. What Cortez and Cole? Yeah, Cortez and uh, McClanahan. McClanahan. I mean, you very you have a very. I agree with that one. I mean, okay, so Johnny, I think I know. Where, I think I know where you're going. I agree. I think I know where you're going with this question. I'm going to ask you, but I mean, it, it's very, very early in the process. But right now, would you say Nestor Cortez or Shane McClanahan first pitch All Star game? Go. Who should get it? Yep, McClanahan. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. McClanahan, but uh, I. Don't say that with any disrespect towards. What's the disrespect? Sixth in wins, first in strikeouts. I th- I well, he's only sixth in wins because the top five have eight, and then the next four, which would be in sixth place, have seven. So okay, so he's third. So he's third. Second. Oh, he's second. He's only one behind because okay. Verlander has eight. Who's leading the that top? That guy. That guy will never not be good. But okay, so McLean. I, I just love how he's silent. Just. Walks through every season, just up there. Yeah, right. And nobody recognizes it till it's too late. That's what happens when you marry Kate Upton. But uh, <laughs> gems, <laughs> gems. What are you thinking? I think I know where you're going to, brother. I mean, I, I, Homer. No, I was. You know, I actually was going to give it to you. I was going to give it to, to McClanahan because oh, the, the strikeouts and the numbers just, you know, you can't. They don't lie, and uh, you know, got to give it to him. But um, I, th- I think what makes it like. I guess, especially as a as a homer, uh, Cortez is just performing so you know so much higher than expectations, and he's having a career year to where I could see them giving him the start. And he gets more votes because he's a Yankee too. True. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And that's what pisses he, me he's off. A, he's yep. extremely popular. But we'll see because got the stash. 
So McClanahan's <laughs> last three outings, June 15th at Yankee, six innings pitch last night, three hits, four runs, one earned, two homers, though. Seven strikeouts. Gonna have one point one point eight one point eight four ERA last night. Uh, June ninth versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Eight, eight innings. Eight innings. Two hits. One run. One walk. Nine strikeouts. One point eight seven ERA. And his prior start before that, June third versus the White Sox. Six innings pitch. Six hits. Two runs. Two earned. One homer. Eight strikeouts. Two ten ERA. This guy is playing out of his mind. And McClanahan, you get the ball, um, but I love me some nasty Nestor, baby. I was right, uh, Rays fans. He has 105 strikeouts right now. 105. Yeah, man. No, hopefully Boz does help you uh, because I know he's a good player. Well, we've got McClanahan only 25. We've got a, by the way, we've got a ton of pitching man that that just needs to get healthy and come out. It's it, it's all gonna come healthy at once, and then hopefully we have enough in the tank to keep rolling. What really half our problem is always, which happens all the time, the whole the whole lineup goes cold, but then the whole lineup goes extremely hot. That's what it's been like for the the Yankees the last few years. Just flip the script, like they they've had the worst injury luck the last three, four, maybe five years, but especially lately. And just knock on wood, like that that's a huge part of baseball. And the Yankees have been, you know, healthy to start this year, and. uh I mean, every year, really, like, the, the teams you see in the playoffs are not the, the early favorites in, in baseball. And no. uh, it, it's it's not always the, the biggest payrolls either. You know, Rays and a lot of other teams have um, had kind of surprise playoff runs for the last five years now. Teams like, uh, I guess, uh, you know, Brewers and Royals and uh, a lot of teams have kind of snuck up and and made huge playoff runs. So I think health is always a huge factor when it comes to yeah, You can ask any Yankee MLB. fan about that one. Well, the Yankees are doing really well, and so is Aaron Judge, right? Aaron Judge on pace to 65. That's amazing. That's 25 right that's now. That's amazing because, you know, Roger Maris had 61, right? We all we know. And, With the Astros. And that is, and that is the... Yankee record, 61 home runs. Um, the son of Roger Maris, Roger Maris Jr., wanted Aaron Judge to whip Barry Bonds' single-season home run record in 2022. What, a 70-something? And return the crown to the Bronx. So, what's the record, 70? Not quite. The, uh, 73. Yeah. Bonds has I 73. I more. Bonds has said, I thought it was 74, to be honest. I, I was going to say 72 to begin with, but I wasn't sure if it was quite that high. So I still would have been off. Dude, that, that's a topic for, we could do a whole episode on Bonds. I, at least I could. Oh, because, hell man, holy, yeah, man. Like if, if you, era. You, that whole era, it's, if you, you know, just look at the numbers, what Bonds Whew. did, man, it's unbelievable. It'll be, you know, never be matched. Well, uh, well I'll just say this because it's, it's, it's like, pretty awkward because uh, Roger Maris hit 61 in 61, right? He hit 61 home runs in 1961, and it's 61 years later. Hmm. Aaron Judge is going to hit. Aaron Judge Judge is going to break 61. So he's going to hit 62? Honestly, I think he gets 50. I I think for sure he gets 50. I I think he slows down. 
but I think he still gets 50. I don't know if he'll get 60, but I know he'll definitely get 50. Hopefully he pulls a hammy and we can miss him the rest of the okay, season. Okay, wishing on an injury. I'm Jesus. Just <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, uh, hey, I always I, said I, pull that's, a, that's a hey, huge story hey, for you. I only said pull a hammy and I only said miss a couple weeks. I hey, wasn't 70, saying. 73, no steroids? Yes. I'm if he breaks 61, even if he doesn't break 73, 61 would be a huge well, story. Well, think about it. Sosa, Sosa, McGuire, Sosa, McGuire, um, Bonds. All have more than sixty-one, and then Maris, right? Those are the those are there. I mean, three steroids. You could say sixty-one is more legitimate, right? That's the real home run record for a single season. Roger Maris, but I mean, who didn't do steroids in the steroid era? Always got to break up the steroid era if you're talking baseball, right? It probably wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for them. Yeah. So, yeah. For or. Or it fell in love with baseball as a kid. Uh, but that's something that's something I'm sure that we can do a whole segment on. Uh, Barry Bonds and the steroid era. Sounds like it sell itself, honestly. Uh, but just for an AL East update, um, just that's watch not... the highlights of those home runs that were hit would be amazing enough. <laughs> for real. Uh, Yankees 46 and 16. Um, they're twenty-eight and seven at home, twenty eighteen and nine away. They're nine and one in their last ten. The Blue Jays are nine and a half back, thirty-seven and twenty-six. The Rays are eleven back, thirty-five and twenty-seven. Make that twelve, because Rizzo just hit a walk-off. Rizzo is the fucking man. The fucking man. Rizzo is a god, and it deserves to have pinstripes on his fucking body. Go and, ahead, Chad. And another update. Rizzo makes me jizzo. Oh yeah. And another update. The Warriors <laughs> were down ten. Halfway through the first, they're up by 15 now. Bro, that's that. That's that run. That's that run. They're that's on that a, run. They are on a 21 to 21 to nothing run. Right well, in uh, that, well, guess what? A 21 to nothing run. Yeah, it's 37 that, to 25. On that note, this is an elimination game in the finals. We got some work to do, Johnny boy. Johnny boy, any final thoughts for, uh, you know, the show? Fuck the Yankees. All right, that sounds pretty good to me from Johnny. Uh, gems solo shot by Rizzo to center. I love the game. I love it. I love it. Fucking god damn it. Yep. So Italian stallions. The, I love. I love Rizzo. I just want a Rizzo. Gems. Any final words? Uh, no, love, love the what the Yankees are doing. I think the Bolts are going to turn it around. I think the Celtics are going to turn it around and win tonight. When you hear Go this Bolts. tomorrow, the Celtics will have pushed it to Game Seven. And the Warriors will win in seven. The Lightning will win in seven. Well, I think I. Th- wow, uh, but I'm still stunned by the Rizzo news. Uh, definitely go Yanks, especially, especially, go Bolts, baby, go Bolts. This is another episode of the TB4 Sports Show. See you next week.